When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Cowboys and Cowgirls, to the final Ingles and Ian podcast on SB Nation. And as always, you're a good friend of mine, Mr. Ian. How are you doing today, buddy? Man, just right as the football season is about to start, SB Nation decided, nah, we're good. And they shut us all down. And we have with us... The granddaddy of them all, Mr. Robert Wetzel. It's got to be a rough day for you. Your 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 brainchild, your craziness uh, is getting killed for corporate well, greed. Well, <laughs> well look, it, it, listen, I, I would love to take credit for being my brainchild. It was not my brainchild. It was, it was born, this site was born out of back in in pre pre 2011 okay so pre oh, year right um a couple of guys started like kind of like this like a myspace right or a Substack or whatever it was at that time right and they started a, they started a site and when SB nation or whatever the thing was you know i don't remember if that's exactly what it was but they started trying to put together sort of that college, you know, football network, right? And they contacted these guys who had who, you know, blogs at that time were it was it was a bunch of anarchists. <laughs> it was a bunch of guys who were who just there's no rules, right? We're gonna write whatever we want, there's no rules. And they got approached and they said okay. And so for a couple of years, they did that. And I had, I actually started writing something in, in, um, oh, what is the, what is like the word based thing? What is the, um, like blogger? Yeah. Word, uh, WordPress. WordPress. Jeez, OP. God, I was having a major brain skid there. But I, I, I put, I created my own WordPress site and started writing because I, I needed an outlet. I needed an outlet, right? My dad had passed away a number of years prior to that. Oklahoma State was good, really good. And I, I just needed someplace to write stuff. And I started doing that. And in 20, that was in 2011. And in 2013, the guys who were running Cowboys Ride for Free posted like an open call for people. It was on Twitter, posted like an open call. Uh, if you're a you know, journalism student at Oklahoma State, you want to write sports, whatever, give us a shout. 
And I had, I had, uh, I can't remember if I tweeted at them or DM'd them. I don't remember. But I said, wish I was so I could. And the guy, Sam Bryant, I don't remember his, I don't remember his name, Sam Bryant, wrote back and said, dude, you can write for us anytime you want. You want to write? You come write. And so I, I, that was 2013, right before the football season like in the summer and i i started doing some stuff and for the entire month of august i was the only one who wrote anything for the entire month of august nobody posted mm. an article i think i posted like four articles maybe i was the only one who posted anything and um you know for anybody who's followed the site they'll remember that my mom passed away the night of the mississippi state game I was in Oklahoma holding her hand while she was essentially comatose in a hospice bed, watching Oklahoma State, you know, Clint Shelf getting jerked after the second drive and, and J.W. Walsh, you know, Patton, J.W. Patton Walsh, freaking leading Oklahoma State to a 21 to 3 win over Mississippi State. And like literally that following week, she passed away that night. That following week, I'm on the phone with some SB Nation guys. And I said, look, I'm the only guy who's posting stuff. I'll, I'll run the site if you want me to run the site. And literally begging for them, because they were going to pay me $75 a month to run the site. <laughs> begging saying no guys i'm not gonna do this if you don't pay me at least a hundred bucks a month and they said okay and within a couple months it was me um shoot i can't remember that other guy trying to remember the other guy he was a little bit of a turd but he could write but he could but he would write he could write football stuff and then we ended up thomas fleming Thomas Fleming, who still is active with stuff, he started writing a few things. I mean, we had like three of us. That was it. And then we slowly like Cade, Cade, Cade Webb. Cade, yeah. Cade mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember if it was Philip, how long after that? Like Philip Slavin. I don't know if he showed up when I was still running the site. Might have been later. Uh, maybe Cade was running the site a little bit, um, but you know we we started like posting like regular stuff. We had regular posts going up every week. You know, game analysis, film analysis, picks from Joe's, whatever. And that was you know that's how it was going. And then we've ended up here, you know, with with Micah running the site and i mean and then I, they listen i mean it's capitalism right i get it you know it's a site that um you know outside of football season and a little bit of basketball is not going to generate a lot of clicks and uh, a lot of not a lot of organic clicks okay people just going to the site because they know there's going to be a post about something and um it's it's listen it's it is what it is right it's a website <laughs> it's a blog about college sports 
uh, at Oklahoma State. So it is what it is. There's, you know, pistol firing is out there. Pistols firing is out there. And they're a, you know, they're a subscription ad paid site um, where none of us are going away except for Ian. Damn it. But that's okay. Um, you know, well, folks will, folks will see us on a Substack thing. So it is what it is, right? Life changes, right? What's the, what's the constant about life? Life changes. And, um, uh, and death and taxes. And death and taxes. And I, listen, I, I don't know how we're going to do this because the only person I know that was able to adequately deal with the absolute, complete, and utter bullshit of the hype train was Ian Nickel. Hope train. Thank you very much. Hope and train. This Hope train, hype train, who cares? Hype train. No, there's, there's, hope a, train. there's a very big difference between just, the hope train just, and the hype train. Put derailment at the end of that, okay? Um, Ian, Ian, Ian is, is bidding us He's going to hang out with us on Slack, which is just a lame consolation prize. But but Ian's making life choices, which young people make life choices. And I'm just an old cranky person who I don't make choices anymore. I just hate people. So like Baylor. So um, Ian, dude, I like this. This is. It's one thing for Cowboys ride for free to go bye-bye, but to watch Jacob Engel put that freaking Hope Train hat on and know that I, I we have nothing. Who we have we got no response to this. And our one like the dude we would go to in the two-minute drill to say, you've got to reel this back in. He's he's he is going down a different path. We're gonna I I don't know how we're gonna do. We're gonna really have to dig deep for this, Ian. Well, if I'm always there for the uh, in case break glass situation. So <laughs> I'm not completely gone. And I'll I'll kind of talk about that a little bit. So like over the past year, a lot has changed uh in my life. Uh I was going to OSU, I'm no longer going to OSU. Um, uh, I was getting a new job. I went on a keto journey where I was at 271. Now I'm down to 220. Wow. Wow. And now I'm, I'm at OSU OKC right now and I'm just trying to refocus some priorities. I'm not saying that this is not a. Sorry, my dog yawned. Hey, I'm in the middle of an important talking point. <laughs> Dude, if your, dog me. Yawning, if your dog is yawning at you, I must you, suck. You, this, this, <laughs> is, this, is, this is problematic. Um, where's it going with? Oh, it's not that, like, like, I have no ill will. This was just a personal decision I th I think I need to make where I just need to step back from everything. Like I'm not doing I'm not doing any play by play stuff for high school teams. Like it's it's literally just work school in my now independent 
sub stack that's there that's just making like it's just me rambling it's literally called ian nichols rambling like well be sure it. to I'm be just sure to get to... us a link and we'll link you in every podcast and everything else uh hey i get it i mean the world's been if anyone who has followed me on twitter or the podcast in general has known how my world has imploded in the last year and so i get i, I mean i get it man like no it will i i know robert's gonna be a dick just because that's who he is but <laughs> uh but so it's one of those things yeah you gotta do what's best for you um yeah i mean i already said i was gonna step away from the podcast uh at the end of the season what <laughs> robert's all like throw messaging me right now i'm just like all right whatever but the thing is like there's a i mean there's a really good chance of moving to europe in six months i mean there there's a lot of shit going on right now Wait, and, moving, moving to europe would imply that you're going to move someplace and stay there for more than a couple of days Based, no. on what I, based on what I understand, you'd be better off saying, I'm moving to the planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I no, I get you, man. I mean, we've got like anyone, like I said, anyone who's followed the podcast has known that there's uh, been some big crazy shit going on in a lot of our lives. And if the podcast continues with somebody else, I'm looking forward to not having to deal with SB Nation's bullshit. And not having to deal with ads and like figuring out like a place ads and all that other crap. I can just be like a normal podcast and be like, and as always, this is presented by da -da 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 -da. and now back to like 30 seconds instead of like three minutes. Like I hated listening to our podcast on SB Nation because all those goddamn ads. Like fuck that shit. This podcast is presented by I don't give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the roast of SB Nation. This is where uh, we just let's do it, guys. Just put out all your grievances toward SB Nation yeah, right now. SB Nation. Here's here's the one thing. This is the one thing I would say. Look, look. You know, we've all got our life priorities. I listen. You you guys. I'll bust your balls because I'm just an old dude, right? That's but I fun. Get it, right. I get it. I totally get it. We all make life choices at certain periods in our life. Right. It all it depends. That shit is it's a it's a shifting landscape, right? Um, and and this year's choice is not the choice we make in three or four and five years. Who knows? But SB Nation, we used to get shit because we might say fuck Baylor. Okay. And somebody would get upset about that. And then I would listen to every Saturday is, you know, whatever, or burn orange nation or whatever. And those people are dropping F bombs. And it's like, but you're, you, I don't hear you cutting those guys off. Well, you know why? Because they're getting the clicks because they're getting the yeah. views for whatever reason, right? No right, wrong or indifferent, right? It's, it's, it's whatever reason. If they, if you've got a bigger, demand fan base whatever that's digging on that okay i get it 
but don't tell us that we're not allowed to use a certain word and you're letting half a dozen other sites go total profanity because they get the clicks that to me is the part that for to a great deal you know it's it's call it hypocrisy call it whatever you want you know to me that's yo know, bullshit bullshit right come on call bull it's bullshit okay so here we are unfettered who gives a shit and and is is gonna go hide in the shadows until he he you know what he's gonna be he's gonna be like superman is what he's gonna be he's gonna go <laughs> you know hide in the shadows i don't know what i want to be do i want to save humanity then jacob's gonna come running out with his hat and go crazy and, and like <laughs> or Micah is not going to be able to reel him in. And then, oh, there's going to be this. Yes, we have a special guest this week on the Ingalls podcast. And it's Ian Nichol. And Ian's going to come in and totally reel your ass back in. And well, that's you know what it's going to be. It's going to be you shine the bat signal. It's it's actually yeah, it's that's Batman. Gonna be. We're going to shine the bat signal. I go, Jacob, stop. <laughs> Oh, you know so much of that shit was just going at you, man. <laughs> like, you oh, do realize oh, no. that, right? Like, so oh, much no. that. Don't you dare. Don't you dare bail out on that. Oh, no, 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 no. I believe it 100%. I was only doing that for Ian. No, I was only doing that for Ian. I wasn't serious. Bullshit. I believe it 100%. But the amount I went after Ian was because he was like, no, dude. And so I've always got to be like, all right, well, we're going to go even harder now because you're talking shit. I, wait, speaking of talking shit, I'm calling out somebody on somebody else's podcast. Oh. All right. I'm calling out Chris Ross. On the 1012 podcast, oh, who was absolutely asinine enough to say that OU is totally shitting the bed this year? They're a four and five, four to five loss team. They ran Brent Venables <laughs> off once before, they're going to do it again, dude. What are you smoking at worst? At worst, OU is nine and three. What are you at, smoking? I, mean, I had to change my Big Twelve prediction. I, I had to say OU's winning the OU's winning the Big Twelve this year. No. They're going to play Kansas State in a title game, and OU's I'm, going to the Sugar I'm, Bowl. Yeah, I am not going to sit here and go, "Oh, Ian, you are just you're like get off the drugs." Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Right? It's like, listen, OU is is like the OU is the opposite of Texas right they are they are just that other side of the line of Texas right on the on the south pole side you have Texas who recruits great and then shits down their pant leg because the culture sucks and they just don't know what to do 
OU on the other side recruits big and manages to maintain or do whatever. Like OU, Brett Venables is not John Blake. All right. And that's Chris Ross. Brett Venables is not John Blake. And then you and I can fight about it later in the year. There you go. Well, I'm still sticking by my uh, my my first prediction. Second? OSU OSU will win by twenty plus. Dude, you, you're going to have to live with that, boy. I know. I, I, Ian's reaction. You're sticking with that. I uh, got to. I am a man of my word. For fuck's sake. Ian's reaction to that. Like there's there's no way you don't have to live with that. You are gonna live with that. Oh, I know. All year, you're when gonna. We, when Oklahoma State ends up losing, like forty nine to twenty one, when Spencer it's, Sanders yeah. throws three interceptions, yeah. I'm just gonna not gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna show up unannounced and just stare at you the entire time. Like <laughs> this okay. is your fault. You know, you, you know, this. you want you want to fucking go. I will fly you to my house, and you can stare me the entire time. Wait, like, okay, that's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that would be at a time of year where you might be in Arusha, whatever. Okay. Assuming I'm still in the United States, I'm not flying to Denver. <laughs> He's going to fly you to Rafahufawasa in Norway. Okay. Uh, but if you, like, I don't know. I think OSU could go four and eight and still boat race OU. That's just where I'm at right no, now. No, I'm going to tell you right now. This is my, okay, now we're going to talk serious football. Now we're Now we're going to talk serious football. Oklahoma State, if Spencer Sanders gets the H word or the I word, whichever one you want to use. Mm-hmm. Herpes? Yes. There you go. I can't believe you actually knew that word. You're familiar, <laughs> You're familiar with that word, Ian? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so thrown. What's the I word? Interception, interceptions and herpes. Injured. Hurt. Oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. It, You're not. I wasn't even close. <laughs> oh, my what word. Is, what the fuck has happened to this? This has gone south way farther than I ever imagined this quick. Anyway, here we go. H word, I word, Spencer Sanders. If that happens, guess who's not the backup quarterback? You have two backup QBs who are capable of running a pretty similar game plan. Well, that's that's that's, that's been was, my issue with Ill. Yes, exactly. And Dunn alluded to that during the time of Illingsworth. He alluded to that. So I think. If OSU, if we get if we get a 2014-ish type of situation where your best chance at quarterback gets hurt and Gundy basically says, I am packing the bags, I am moving into a 
tent in in the Bering Strait with a with a wood burning stove, and I'm just gonna live. I'm just gonna live out the season until next season. You've got two QBs that are capable of running a fairly similar game plan, which means you don't, you know, you're you're not like just handing it off or dropping back and passing. It means you can still have a QB run the ball. That to me is the biggest issue Oklahoma State has had in the last two full seasons. I agree. That is you couldn't design a complete game plan that involved the QB run because if QB one got hurt, QB two couldn't run. You now have a situation where if QB one gets hurt or injured, and yes, I spoke those words out loud so we don't confuse Ian, that you've got Gunner, okay, and you've got Wrangle. And if anybody in the Oklahoma State stratosphere thinks that Gunner Gundy is the backup QB, because Gunner Gundy is better than Garrett Wrangle. You come on up to Connecticut. We'll go out to lunch. We'll have a chat. Okay. Gundy is the red shirt freaking king. And if and if he can protect Garrett Wrangle's red shirt by trotting his boy out there for a few games, but the he's thing is Red shirts change so much. Could you imagine, like, uh, Mason would have had another year under yes. current red shirt rules. Thank you. So, it, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter if you cross him out there for four games. He's not burning someone's red shirt. Right. I just, I think he's, I, there's no way. Gunner, Gunner's gonna come out and do whatever, and, but, and the whole, yeah, whatever. I'm, it would I'm shut up now. It would be the most. I'm not advocating or anything for that, but it would be the most OSU thing ever. If God forbid someone goes down, and all of a sudden the coach, his kid, rolls out. Does a full on weed in, rolls to the right, back in, fade pass thirty yards to a to a receiver first pass. Do what? I said like Rashad Owens, right? Yeah, exactly. Like some dude that we have we've never heard of, right? Rashad Owens, and then Rashad Owens can't be stopped for the next two years. But it would be the most Oklahoma State thing if that happened. Like it would just it would just be the most OSU thing ever. That that would that oh god. That would that would be a mess. That would be a mess. Ian? Yeah. Very quiet. Honestly, like I don't I don't know what else to say. <laughs> If Spencer Sanders is hurt, we're it's oh, like no. as much as I dog on him. No, we're like three and nine. No, 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 no. I'll say this right now. Spencer's if okay, I'll I'm 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 going full curse. You ready this? I'm going full curse. 
Central Michigan clips Spencer Sanders. Oh. We lose. We Grandpa. Lose. Grandpa. 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 We lose. I totally see that you. happening. Oh, no. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for saying that. Literally, right on the camera. Big old bird. <laughs> Fuck you for saying that. Clipping <laughs> Spencer Sanders in that first game? He's got. Oh, they're. Oh. We Central Michigan. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? Yes, That's totally going to happen. We lose. <laughs> we lose. Oh, no. I'm telling you right now, Oklahoma State's still going to win six. We're going to bowl. Oh, yeah. We're obviously – no. Which but, bowl game? We're going to Memphis or Phoenix again. I Well, who cares? Fuck <laughs> you, Robert. Let's I, like, I never thought about, like, that actually happening. But now you put it into the existence, I'm like, holy shit, he's going down. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. It, it would make so much it just it makes so much sense. See, Ian gets I think it. that's gonna happen. Ian gets it. He's gonna hurt his ankle. Gunner Gundy's gonna do backup quarterback things. Lou Nichols is gonna run all over Oklahoma State Steve. Dude, it's done. The season's over. <laughs> we haven't even played a game yet. The season's over. <laughs> I hate all of you. I definitely hate. All of you right now. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, and fuck you. Actually, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna make an amendment to that. Oh. Unless it's o- Oklahoma versus USC in the Alamo Bowl, then I want I want Oklahoma State to go somewhere else. But if as long as it's not Oklahoma versus USC in the Alamo Bowl, nine and three Alamo Bowl for Oklahoma State. I mean, what Robert just rolled out is like a seven and six, you know, Charmin toilet bowl kind of. No, but uh, no, we we go to Texas. We go to Houston. If Spencer Sanders, if they have to bring the ambulance onto the field and haul Spencer Sanders off in the Central Michigan game, and you tell me that we wouldn't say, "Oh my God, we've gone to a bowl game at the end of this year," you wouldn't be happy. Come on. Listen, Spencer Sanders is going to be the starting quarterback at Oklahoma State when I retire in 10 years. Okay? Sure. <laughs> the fact that he's like, yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> no, no, I just, he, he stayed at least three more years. Spencer That's Sanders probably got two, like 12 but... more years of being a quarterback at Oklahoma State between COVID, medical red shirts. There's going... going to be – there's probably going to be some – Yeah, he's still got a year left. He's still got a year left if he wants to. Exactly. So it's like he's – who cares? If you t- – listen, here's the – that's what I'm saying. The point I'm making is worst-case scenario, right? Worst-case scenario. Spencer Sanders gets carted off like a freaking antelope that just got clipped by a cheetah. Okay, against Central Michigan. Gunny's kid trots out there and for twelve for eleven games gets the crap beat out of him. And Gundy punts from the opponent's thirty-two yard line because we don't want to take chances. And we end up going six and six and going to a bowl game. Everybody and their fucking brother would be, oh, thank you, Jesus. 
we survived the year. Okay. And then Spencer would come back next year and be the starting QB, throw 62 interceptions in the Big 12 title game, and and somebody would get stopped. But who would, you, who would you rather Why? have right now? So this, so this is a question we raised at some point last season, is who would you rather have, Spencer or Shelf? I want Shelf. I want Shelf. Yeah, Give me yeah. Shelf. Give me Chushu. Oh. 100%. Oh, no, you ready this? I would take Clint Shelf in two seconds, and you know why? Because who was his offensive coordinator? Todd fucking Munkin. National said, title winner. That son of a bitch is running the football. Okay. Now, don't, don't, Ian, don't give me the face and go to 2013. I know Shippensburg Jr. was the offensive coordinator in 2013. All right. So don't come at me with that look. Okay. I just Googled it. I'm sorry. I just Googled it. Don't come it. at me with that look. I'm not. I'll, I'll, oh, oh, you had to Google it. Here I am. I'm 68 years old yesterday, and you have to Google who was the offensive coordinator in 2013. I was 11. That should that should have been taught in your <laughs> history class when you were 11. You should have studied that in oh, – where – was, were you studying Kansas <laughs> history? Were you studying Missouri, Arkansas history? Wait, what history were you studying? Damn it. <laughs> Todd Munkin. <laughs> Todd no, Munkin they're... was a badass. Todd Munkin was a badass. And yes, I know, 2013, Clint Shelf ran with get away from the cop speed. And it was it was not uh it was not Munkin. It was uh was Shippensburg Jr., who uh, diaper boy, Shippensburg diaper boy, who um, who called. I mean, listen, Clint Shelf wasn't the critical part of that, Jacob. All right, I agree with you, but it wasn't because of Clint Shelf. Oh, I, I know, I know that the <laughs> offensive coordinator, Oklahoma State had the most shit operation in 2012 and they went eight and what five because todd munkin freaking cobbed together just a batshit offensive game plan with three quarterbacks three qbs jw walsh clint shelf and wes lund oh man what one was such a good like he was like Lunt for me was like the ultimate like fan favorite. Like he was fine enough, but he was always like just a like happy go lucky kind of guy, you know. Lunt was freaking Shane Ellingworth. That's that's what Lunt was. He had a good arm. The kid had a great arm. But Gundy got PTSD. They threw him out against Arizona out in the desert. He threw freaking three interceptions. We lost. And Gundy, Gundy freaking curled up in a ball, and that's been it ever since. I have bad news for you. What? The offensive coordinator was Mike Yurchich. Right. He's Shippensburg. Shippensburg boy in 2013. 2013, 
was Shippensburg freaking Jr. That was the you first had, year for him. Oh, okay. you were. Oh, yes. Okay, that that's on me. That's on me. I'm sorry. It's okay, people. Every once in a while, the old fucked up guy gets one right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on. I'm on Yurchich's Wikipedia page. It says some of the prominent players Yurchich has helped develop <laughs> include Trevor Harris. Zach, who is this guy? Zach Zuli? Yeah, Zach Zuli. Zach Zuli set like all the records at, at like, was it not Shippensburg? It was, it was, was it Shippensburg? Was it Shippensburg? He set like a bunch of records or some shit at Shippensburg. Yeah, Legos. Legos. J.W. Walsh, Mason Rudolph, Taylor Cornelius, Justin Fields, Sam Ellinger, and Corn Dog. Oh, uh, can we talk about that for a minute? What the? F Listen, here's here's a problem. I and I'm having a problem. I, I'm having trouble with this. Okay, I'm having trouble with this. I'm having trouble kind of reconciling this. Okay, the fact that I'm I'm just gonna whip off some names. All right. Taylor Cornelius, mm -hmm. Drew Brown, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. There's one other one. There was one other one. Shit. There was one other one. I can't think of it. But those three guys. Okay. Drew Brown playing in the CFL. Mm -hmm. Taylor Cornelius starting in the CFL Tyreek Hill fucking NFL all pro now don't people come at me with the whole individual human being shit okay we're just we're talking football talent I will never forget 2014 when the fastest dude on the football field wasn't touching the fucking football every third play. Okay, I can... I watched him live once, and it was early on. And the thing is, I remember telling my dad, who's a big Oklahoma State guy, is like, he's getting there. He wasn't quite ready if he had stayed for the next year, he would have been touching the ball every time. But he was making bad cuts, bad decisions. But at that speed, who cares? Well, at that speed, if you're making a bad cut, you're going right into coverage anyway. Doesn't matter. That speed, give the guy the ball. Well, they all, yeah. Give the guy the ball at that speed. When you when you've got to do this is this is why I so, go back to the actually, problem I had with Brandon Whedon. Okay. Okay. If you are an evaluator of talent, right? You are an evaluator of talent. I don't care what level you're at. I don't care if you're a high school coach, a junior high coach, you're a college coach, NFL coach. I don't care. When you watch players 
if you can't tell the difference between that thing and everybody else, I have a problem with you. And I will never forget. I, I'm going to recount a couple of things here. I will never forget going to a junior college basketball game in 19, in the winter of 1980, was it 83, 84? No, it was 84, 85. Winter of 1984, 85. Go to a, I go to a junior college basketball game at Butler Community College, okay? Butler Community College is playing Garden City Community College. I walk into the place with my, this was my, I think we were, we were still engaged at the time. It was my first wife. I think we were still engaged. Yeah, we were still engaged at the time. Weren't married yet. We walk in because somebody she knew from high school was playing on Garden City's Juco basketball team. So we walk in, we walk up into the bleachers and we sit down. And as we walk into the bleachers and sit down, I see three college basketball coaches, okay? I see Maryland's coach, Lefty Drizel, Maryland's coach. There was another coach there I didn't, like I recognized, I don't remember the name. And I saw Oklahoma State's basketball coach at the time, Paul Hansen. okay? Y'all go look that shit up, Paul Hansen. We sit down and you're like, oh, these guys are here watching somebody. Okay. Within a couple of minutes after us sitting down, who walks in? Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight walks in. And at that point, you're like, oh, there's somebody on the basketball court we need to be paying attention to. It didn't take 10 minutes of watching that game to pick out the kid who was different from everybody else. Guess who that kid was? Keith Smart. What did Keith Smart do? Hit the basket that beat Syracuse in the 1986 NCAA championship basketball game. Okay. You have to be able, and, I, and listen, I'm not sitting here going, oh, I'm some talent, evalu talent evaluator. Saying if you're one of those people and you watch people play a game and you aren't able to go, ooh, that kid's different from the rest of the kids. Okay. okay You've well, got a problem. Well, I'm about, right. to, I'm about to like go right up against that. So and wait, I'm, wait now. Brandon Whedon, who was a walk-on at Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. Right? Crap practice kid. He didn't work hard in practice, right? But I guarantee you when that son of a bitch threw the football, if you didn't go, ooh, that's different. That's different than the other kids throwing the football. Let me see if we can do something with that, okay? Because you had a kid named Alex Kate who was your backup who threw it to the other team, completed more passes to the other team in the first half than he did to your team. 
And then some unknown dude who's a third stringer shows up and meanwhile starts fucking pitching the ball all over the field like there's no tomorrow. Okay. Tyreek Hill, if you're telling me that Tyreek Hill didn't look different than the other players, and you couldn't say, you know what? This isn't perfect. Well, that, that's not, what I'm... He's not perfect. He's not doing exactly what we need to do every time. But that's I, I need to do something with that, right? So Don't I, let perfect be the enemy of good. Okay. Well, what, what happened, I think, with uh, OSU is that they, uh, with Tyreek, um, is they, he started it, he wanted to be a running back. That's what he wanted. And they didn't move him to that slot position. Because a lot of times that he played was out of the backfield and not the slot, which is what he plays in the NFL now. Yeah, but give him the ball. I don't care. Play him whatever position you want to play him in. Give that guy, let that guy touch the ball because his ability is different, right? So, so let, listen, if I got an offensive lineman who – for whatever reason, has trouble understanding the game plan, right? Has trouble understanding the blocking schemes, you know? And But but when he blocks, he runs over guys. You know what I'm going to do? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm going to figure out how to run behind that dude. It may not be every single play, but I guarantee you every third play, if that dude is running over people, and freaking parting the Red Sea, I'm going to figure out how to run behind him. So that's all I'm saying is, and then listen, don't don't get me wrong. Gundy's, an, he's an incredible time at Oklahoma State. He's the best coach Oklahoma State's ever had. He's a pretty good talent evaluator with a couple of exceptions. I, do, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying you've had some, some truly incredible, like, like crazy, incredible talent come through Oklahoma State that in their time at Oklahoma State were under, like, totally underutilized, totally underutilized, right? And that that's all I'm saying. Ian's over here going, am I really listening to all this? I haven't said a word. Robert and Jacob are just blathering on about shit what are we even doing here i was gonna make a joke that tyreek hill is different because he was five foot eight and everyone else was like three inches taller than him so yeah he's different in that way <laughs> also but yeah i definitely agree i mean jelani woods should have oh, been utilized that's on. a great example jelani woods should have been utilized he was like a third round pick now for the colts he's gonna be good He's and he's playing. he's playing. He's playing for the 
and we underutilized him. Yeah, I, I think it's really frustrating. I agree yeah, with you. I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I, and, and here's the thing. Oklahoma State, and you, you can chime in, on, chime in on this, Jacob, right? Oklahoma State is a – so there's the Alabamas, there's the OUs, there's the Ohio States, right? Then there's Oklahoma State, or there's Houston, or there's Cincinnati, right? Or there's K-State. Or there's Iowa State. Those programs are system schools, right? Well, we okay. have a system, right? We have a system. You got to fit into the system. And I'm not necessarily going to start doing different shit when I run across a kid who's different, right? Uh, but we've started doing that a lot recently with, uh, you know, moving away from the offensive side, spread, everything else, right? Uh, I'm not here to like. No, 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 no. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Now, you just said that. Let's go back to that. You said we moved away from the spread. What do you mean by that? Uh, we haven't been tempo. We haven't done a lot of the things we've done. But we went away from that like three, four years ago. We went Exactly. But you said we're a, we're a uh, style school. And so the style is shifting. But I feel like it's shifting back to our quote-unquote DNA, everything else. And I just think we are, I don't know, it feels sort of as weird nebulous right now, especially with all the change. <laughs> I'm going to agree and disagree. Okay. I agree. Oklahoma State, well, no, so I'm going to disagree. Oklahoma State's a style school right? But style programs. So if you look at like Alabama or Ohio State or, you know, or even a, even a Georgia, okay. Those programs, if you get that one kid who's like, he's off the charts, those programs shift on a dime. I would argue. Uh, I would State. I would argue that ten years ago, not now. Oklahoma State, right, or a what we would call a a style program, Oklahoma State or Houston or Cincinnati or whoever. You're gonna shift every three to four years because the kid you're gonna get, Spencer Sanders, that kid's with you for three or four years or five years, so you might shift based on the prior situation you might shift taylor cornelius he could run but he was he was a drop back throw the ball guy spencer sanders is not a drop back throw the ball guy he's he edges more towards you gotta you gotta you gotta let his feet loose you gotta turn him loose with his legs for him to be an effective passer okay that's a shift but that shift happens over a period of time, right? Where you get OU, if OU gets a dude who's gonna sling it all over the field, they'll freaking go one year, they've got Kyler Murray running all over the place, and the next year they have some dude who's a drop back, sling it all over the place. That's my yes. argument. That but, would be my argument. So here, here's my counter argument and one reason why uh, 
especially media rights and everything else that's coming up is really important. You're uh, full did, of shit. No, let me finish. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, did you see the most recent uh, University of Florida football team photo? Did you I, see that? I, I try not to look at that stuff. That that made uh, me that made me throw up. They have two to one coaches to players. They have so many analysts, everything on staff, which make more than most of our people make, that they have the ability to understand what's going on faster than we do, just because they have the analytical power there. Yes, your dog is very cute, but still, it is, they have more, it just, they have the ability to do it more. They got more people putting in more hours than we do. Lucy, what do you think about Jacob's argument? It's right. <laughs> Florida went what six and seven last year with all those analysts, right? No, this is a like the new thing, like their new still? thing, but still. But the other thing that happened is the NCAA said there were no more minimums on coaches. So they can, people, and you've been seeing it in the, especially the larger programs, just buying up coaches as analysts. And so I think that still we've done more with less. And oh, I agree. I agree with that yeah. 100%, Jacob. But I think the reason we can't change on a dime is we don't have the resources to change on a dime. No, no, you're but and but you're you're right. In other words, Oklahoma State's not going to go recruit one or two kids that you can just pivot right and just depend on that talent, right? Generally speaking, that's not going to happen. Right. Right. So Oklahoma State's going to recruit a Spencer Sanders, right? You're going to recruit uh, a couple of guys on defense, and you know, you know, you're going to recruit a Justin Blackman, right? A Justin Blackman or a or a James Washington, okay? Who are oh, two Lord. or three star, right? They're two or three star guys. They're not going anywhere after a year or even two years, and you know you're going to have them for three to four years, and you can build a system around them. So if you have got generally have a system, okay, and you find a little leverage one way or the other, you'll stay within the system, but you'll morph a little bit, right? In other words, right. maybe you're maybe you're a system like with Spencer Sanders, where we're maybe a little heavier towards being able to run the ball because we've got a QB who's really good at running the ball. When he runs the ball well, he throws the ball better, right? Or you have a system where we're going to depend on Taylor Cornelius because, yeah, can he run the ball, but we're better off with him throwing the ball a little bit, and we're going to edge more towards that versus what you ended up with in the last couple of years, which is, Yes, Spencer Sanders can run the ball, and he's better when he run. He passes better when he's running the ball a little bit. But we can't depend on that because if he gets hurt, Shane Ellingworth is our backup, and he throws the ball better when he's not running. 
He was more of a statue than anything else. So. He was a statue. The guy can throw the ball, but he's a yeah. statue. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't ever get that idea of if we're going to have this kind of quarterback, you should have a backup that can do it. Even if it's third string, like I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know right now that Serena is up four one in the third set and if she wins we're gonna have to stay on this podcast till like three o'clock in the morning i'm not doing that because i'm not gonna go upstairs (laughs) and get the shit beat out of me by my wife (laughs) my wife my wife yelled at me because i was like serena's gonna get lathered she's getting sent out of here in two sets this is it oh my god watch out she's like shut up Shut up. I just want to watch this and be happy. Shut up. Do you not want Serena to win? I said, yeah, I want Serena. I'd like Serena to win. I think she's going to get the shit beat out of her. Well, but you don't have to talk about that all the time. Be happy. If she wins a point, be happy. She was so, like, this was like, holy shit. My wife. Why are you rooting against me. Serena? What's that? Why are you rooting against Serena? Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, what is that? Are you texting with my wife? I'm not rooting against Serena. I'm not rooting. I'd love to see Serena win. But I was just, you know, this is the this is the 1970 freaking two Oklahoma State fan in me. Okay. In the 70s, if Oklahoma State went six and five. There, there were only two seasons. Oklahoma State had two seasons in them. They either went four and seven or they went six and five and went to a bowl game. That was it. Those are the only two options, okay? And if they went six and five, it was literally like we had, we had won like a prize. Right. And we went somewhere. We beat BYU in like the 74, like in the Tangerine Bowl in like 1974. I actually had a t shirt uh, for that. But it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the pessimistic OSU fan in me. Like, looks like Serena is a washed up old lady who, I probably could move faster than she could. And right now, all she's got to do is serve it out. She's got to serve it out. That's it. That's all she's got to do. She's wearing the most hideous outfit, by the way. It's hideous. This outfit is, this This is a hideous outfit. Hideous. Hideous. Since we've gone to Serena talk, I think that's probably the good. Better not show up with, with hideous opening day uniforms. If they show up with hideous opening day uniforms, I'm I'm I I don't know. I may go scorched earth on Twitter. I am ready for that black on black on black with that cursive cowboy across the helmet again with which we did against what TCU? Those were with the the, the numbered helmet? Oh whatever. no the cursive was against OU. That's right. Yeah. I'll tell you what the cur you're but Ian the cursive helmet and the number helmet, I am here all day for either one of those. Cursive and number on each side. Like, that'd be 
Perfect. Oh, that you know what? I don't know. Too much of a good thing. That's it's interesting. I don't know if I'd be okay with that. I would be one of the things. Where, okay, all right. Equipment room. Can you guys tweet something out? Just test that out. Can we road test that? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be like the Pittsburgh Steeler helmets, where they have like you know the one one logo, and then like the rest is just nothing. I'd rather them do that than the double-sided helmet. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I agree. And yes. Yeah. But the thing I is, we have we ever done just a one-sided helmet? Like, granted, you know, it's always good to do new things, but mm-hmm. also the thing I love about the cursive and, like, everything else is more, like, traditional. All right. Are we going to predict this game, or what are we going to do? Uh, I'm predicting OSU to win, but not to cover. Uh, it's a 21 point cover, first game of the season. I just don't, I see it like a, around the 14 point range. Uh, so I don't see him to cover, but I see him to win. I see it the same way. I'm trying to think of a final score. I'm going to go. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna win, but it's gonna be like 27-20. Oh god. No, it's gonna be like 34 to 20, I think is about what it's gonna be. Okay. I don't think we're that inept on offense, even with we even with losing starters. I just I just think the central Michigan team is is gonna be really good. They could win the Mac this year. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes, Grandpa. You want to school us in how we're wrong? I don't know. This is so obviously picks from Joe's. I predicted sadness. But in my tally side picks, I picked OSU to win but not cover. That's where I'm at. Win but not cover. I mean, 21 is really big, especially first game of the season. I mean, if we we're playing our you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, give me 21 points. No problem. I, I just, I'm so torn. I'm just so torn. I'm so torn because I know exactly how this game is going to get coached. Mm-hmm. You know how this game is getting coached, guys. You know. Actually, he, I, I am thinking it. the opposite of both of you. No, Jacob, stop. Don't do it. Uh, Don't look, do it. Look, Jacob, you're you going to say something. Jacob. Look, these are all Dunn's kids. That's you thing. know, Jacob. Is that a good thing? Well, it could be. Maybe he's Wait, finally no, trusting you. No, Stats of War guy said... Casey Dunn's not some renegade fucking Star Wars. I know, but it's, it's his first. It's his first guy. set of his own kids. No, he's a Gundy guy. Still, Casey Dunn is a Gundy guy. Say well, it with me, Jacob. Casey Dunn. Casey Ian, Dunn is a Gundy Ian, guy. Ian. It's okay, Ian. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Don't do it. Don't put deep breaths, Ian. Deep breaths in. Look, Deep I don't care if we win by one. We're still going to win the game. Well, no, but I, I still oh, think okay. this is going to be. But I'm just, okay. 
Let's not necessarily argue about whether or not Oklahoma State actually wins the game, okay? Let's not argue about that. Let's just talk about, let's kind of dwell in the space. Let's just dwell in the space of Mike Gundy is not going to send Central Michigan back to the uh what is what is the fa- the phantom zone mike gundy is not going to send central michigan back to the phantom zone okay he is going to run the ball if he gets up three touchdowns he is going to put oh, yeah. the keys that's what i'm saying in the under or not, okay. that's what i'm saying uh oklahoma state's not going to cover but they're oh, winning, and, and I think it'll yeah, be the over dude, on the point spread. There, no, but I, we're not discussing the real issue here, Jacob. We're not discussing the real issue. Okay. I don't know that there's too many people that would argue with you about Oklahoma State covering, except for Chris Ross, who's fucking batshit nuts. Say the same okay. thing about uh, Stuart Mendel. And Stuart Mendel. Seven and five. Okay. It uh, it's not so much about whether or not Oklahoma State wins the game. This is we're talking about the the deeper level of Oklahoma State fandom. We're talking about. I think we're going to get to look. We're talking about anxiety. We're talking about anxiety. The truth is, we've been slow the last three or four years. We've been a slow offense, and I think we're about to change that again. It may no. not be for the better. Hope train is fucking real, bitches. And you cannot, and you, I can't do this. I cannot I, do this. I can't. I. I. I can't. I feel like every you're gonna break the glass every episode and just say, "Come on in." The the fucking bat signals going up every episode. This has nothing to do. There's no reason to have a Jacob. Jacob has no concept, right? Of this. Look, listen. I picked on my tally side thing for Oklahoma State to win. I picked. No, I uh, get what you're saying. I'm just saying, I think this is going to be stressful, fucking shit. Just like the last three, last four non-conference. Dude, games. we were hanging on by I remember. By, by a thread last like, year against southeastern, western, fucking northern, central Missouri, fucking. State bizarre state. Okay. Bobby Petrino was the head coach of that team. They had 13 former division one players on that roster. No, 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 no. Are no, you no. justifying that? You are not no. stop. You're not going there. <laughs> not going there. Not going there. As a South, team, you'd be by more than seven. Southwestern Central Eastern Canadian. Venezuelan Missouri State. And we needed a defensive stop to win that game. And what's your point? I just think we're gonna be faster on offense than we were last. And I think that's all I'm saying. We're going. 
to need the same. We're going to deal with the uh, Ian. This see, this is why Ian is leaving the podcast. I can see, I can see the beads of sweat on Ian's forehead right now. No, it's just a line. Ian is like 12 years old and he's got more wrinkles on his forehead than me. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me, man. Come on. Come on. (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. No, I don't like you making guarantees, Jacob. Right. And every time you make a guarantee, I'm just I saying want... they're gonna. I'm not guaranteeing anything besides that. Guaranteed. I think they're they're gonna play faster than they did last year. Okay. No, no, That's no, all no, 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 no. You're saying no. they're going. They're gonna win. They're gonna win. They're gonna win. No, and no, and they're gonna boat race. They're gonna boat race. OU. Fuck y'all. Ian accuses you of making guarantees. You go. I'm not making any guarantees except <laughs> I think they're gonna. No. The minute you said I think. This whole thing has gone south. I, I think I'm not guaranteeing the game. The only game I'm guaranteeing right now is that we're going to win by 21 in battle. <laughs> the only game you're guaranteeing. That's the worst one to guarantee. By yeah. and, and, and when I'm right, all of y'all owe me fucking beer. <laughs> he thinks he's going to be right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Wait, I'm, gonna, was, I'm gonna save this clip. We've we won win, the two out of eight years. We're gonna win wait, this one by 21. Wait. Okay. I wait. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Serena Williams <laughs> has triple match point. Nice. And if that happens, my wife may make an appearance on the on the podcast. I think I got to flip it over now. All right. Here we go. Here we go. And it'll be a break. Okay. That one. Nope. Oh, that was a fault. Really? All right. All right, Rob. Uh oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw <laughs> this out here for you. No, Jacob, called... don't you Hold ruin on. this moment. Yes. <laughs> Serena just beat the number two seed. Damn. Oh, I think the number two seed just walked up to the net and said, you're welcome. You better go win the tournament. I just gave you that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that this is all- walked up to Serena and said, yeah, I just cast a check for a million dollars to hand you that match. So don't fuck it up. All right. I'm going to put right, my, what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Oh, no. Right now. No, no, no. Oh, no. no. I'll give oh, you no. OU, Rob. OU what? plus 20. For what? For Bethlehem. For a oh, bottle of 18-year-old plus scotch. 20? Wait, but that's, not a, but that's not a real line of any kind. Right? Yeah. So I don't say it. OSU will win by 21. So I'll give you OU plus 20. You're giving us free money. I don't know. I'm giving Robert free money because he'll bet me. No, he's liquor. giving me free money. So, no, no. Yeah. This is going to be. So, just, just full disclosure, right? Before we started this podcast, 
right? Ian, you saw the Slack chat, right? Where I said, what are we doing? I'm three, I'm, I'm on number three of my scotch right now. And Jacob freaking said he's had 62 shots and like chugged three beers. Okay. So that's, that's going to be it. That's going to be it, Jacob. That's going to be it. That's going to be our deal, right? Is 20 points. Yeah. 18 ball, 18 year old scotch. I am taking OSU and 20 points. No, no, it was OU. You're taking plus... OU and 20 points. I'm taking away. No, Jacob is saying, oh, yes, OU and 20 points. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for correcting. I'm, I'm, there's no way Oklahoma State is boat racing OU by 21. It's not happening. I mean, this is the, this last year was one of the best teams OSU has ever had, right? Yeah. They beat OU by four. Yep. And and needed a fucking miracle. Yeah. 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 Almost let Caleb Williams run all the way to the old Kerr Drummond dorm site. I, yeah, I I just don't get the math. I'm getting a headache thinking about how that's gonna work. Because <laughs> it's worth it to see you suffer. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's worth it to see you suffer. Is it really okay. suffering? Because OSU, if OSU's gonna win by 21, like we're not gonna be like bummer. Oh. <laughs> Rob might be Robert might be bummer because he's got to owe me like a hundred fifty dollar bottle of scotch. Dude, I would send you a five hundred dollar bottle of whatever if we beat OU like we did in twenty eleven. Okay, let's just hold on. Let's just take a look at the no, yeah, I know we quick. all know the stats. Come here. No, 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 no. Let's take a look. has a good point. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at how many times Oklahoma State has boat raced OU. Like three times in my lifetime? Maybe twice? Okay. Okay. 1944. Would we count count. 28 to 6? 1944 doesn't count because that was before. That was like my dad was like still in college. I don't know. 1945. 47 to nothing. Doesn't matter. 1997, 30 to 7. That's 20. That's 23 points. Do we? Yeah. 41 to 26. I think that's 15. That was 1998. And then 44 to 10. So twice. Well, no, like four times. But four times, no, 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 no. Okay, this is this is this is the one line I'm gonna draw. Anything prior to like 1960 is Neanderthal sports. Okay, doesn't matter. So twice, twice, and I was there for one of them. You were there in uh 2011. 2011. Oh, okay. I was there. It was cathartic. It was cathartic. There's no way to explain 
what that felt like. I was on the phone, guys, with, so Gina Mizell, who now writes uh, for the Sixers, the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers, mm -hmm. wrote an article where she featured my mother. Okay, during the middle of the see, this is before we lost to Iowa State. It was, I think it was prior to Kansas State, actually. She she wrote an article about Oklahoma State fans, what a season. She featured my mom because I had written an email to her about it, whatever. <clears throat> and then uh, Kelly, uh, oh, writes for the Tulsa World. Kelly Hines, right? Kelly Hines, Hines thank you. Kelly Hines calls me on my cell in the fourth quarter while I'm still in the stadium to ask me, can I talk to you about as a fan about what this means? And I'm like, there's no, I can't, I can't talk right now. Cause number one, the cell service sucked. And number two, I'm like, still like, you know, you're in the midst of this, right? People are about to storm the field. And she was totally accommodating. She was, uh, she was really, she was sweet as hell. And she's like, fine. And we went and got back in the car and I was going back to Owasso from Stillwater. My, so my brother drove, he drove his truck. And so he was driving and I was on the phone with Kelly Hines talking, you know, talking about the game. And that that was that i mean that was just otherworldly the last bedlam my mother ever saw and she barely saw it she couldn't see um was the overtime game of 2012 where we lost on the on the Caleb Levy phantom tackle of Blake Bell uh that allowed the whole game to go to overtime to begin with and then 2014 we had a dinner date with jeff and gail allswanger and tyreek hill ran that freaking punt back and i told my wife you're gonna have to drive to dinner because i'm gonna have to try to listen to this on my phone <laughs> and we won in and we won in overtime and then uh and then last year where she talked oh we're gonna make plans and i said no we're not making plans i said this is bedlam i'm not going anywhere and i'm not doing anything and there's there's gonna be nothing that's gonna distract me from this game she said and and she's a sweetheart but she's always like well but yeah but we went she's like oh okay all right yeah that's okay yeah whatever all right whatever i won't bother you <laughs> so that uh 2012 game i was uh, actually in norman for uh, uh was rough and the thing i will say about norman it's the only place where i've seen the uh winning team fans fight each other after they win that's something i can say about norman they always fight after they win uh 2014 was my first year in pittsburgh i I was pacing like it was big. I jumped up and I clipped the edge of uh, my my couch had a wooden uh, armrest. Clipped it on my uh, knuckle, 
broke my knuckle when Tyreek Hill broke that tackle. So I was like sitting there in pain, like on the floor going, yes, yes, go, go, go. But still my like knuckles like that big. You know? <laughs> uh, last year I was, and most people who have listened to the podcast know I was dating a Sooner. And I actually watched it from her house and all this Sooner shit around me going, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, and 2011, I, I can, oh. I will I will opine on the new website about 2011 and what that means and hurts for me all in the same time. Oh, I wrote I wrote a whole thing on my on my old word. Uh, what the hell was in word? What word? WordPress. WordPress. Jesus Christ! I can't even remember this. I I wrote a whole thing on WordPress about that game. And going to the game, and there was a kid who played uh, special teams. Uh, his his last name was Branson. Uh, actually, blocked a punt, I think, in a Texas Tech game. And his father was was a high school classmate of mine in Pahuska, and and the father passed away like four or five years later from just, you know, kind of some crazy cancer crap. Uh, but I took a picture, I posted the picture. It was all part of the WordPress thing. And I, and I don't have it anymore. Right. It sucks. But that, that whole, that whole thing was just like for, for long time OSU people, that whole thing was just cathartic. It, it, there was just no other way to explain it but cathartic and when my mom was here she was here in connecticut in 2012 she came up for thanksgiving and we sat and we watched bedlam together and my mom couldn't see she was like had had like cataract stuff going on she couldn't see um somebody you know drove her to the airport to come up here we went and picked her up and she literally was sitting like a few feet like me sitting here talking on the phone She's like a few feet from the TV. And when the game was over, she stopped. Like she, like, I wasn't sure if she got what was going on. Right. And she stopped. She goes, we lost. And she kind of put her head down and it's like, she didn't cry, but you could tell like, like emotionally that bothered her. And that went back to the Gina Mizell story, which was 19, it's either 65 or 66, when we played in Norman. And I, and I don't remember if it was 65 or 66, the game was in Norman. And my, and my oldest sister, which I didn't know until like a number of years, like, later i didn't realize they went to the game so my dad used to tell this story and i thought it was a bull i thought my dad was just bullshitting like i thought he was embellishing and my oldest sister like maybe 10 years ago validated the whole story and that was they went to norman for the game my mom had to take tranquilizers because she couldn't like, she's like, she's, she's like anxiety ridden, right? They go to the game. 
OU drives down the field at like near the end of the game. And they've got a somewhat short field goal attempt to win the game. They're in Norman. My mom bends over down in the seat where she's sitting, pulls her coat over her head. OU misses the field goal. Oklahoma State wins. The OSU fans, they're sitting in the OU section. They're like sitting right above the band, okay, where their tickets were. And the OSU fans yelled so loud that my mom thought that was it. Oh, you made the field goal and won the game. And my dad is slapping her. Now, my dad, it was a big guy. My mom was not a big person. He is slapping her on the back. Trying to, she wouldn't, they couldn't get the coat off of her head. He's slapping her on the back. We won the game. We Maryland, get up. We won the game. They pull the coat off of her. She's in tears. She's a she's a mess. She's like so can't compose herself. Has no idea that Oklahoma State's won the football game. And it took two hours driving home, listening to the freaking AM radio fading in and out for them to convince her that OSU won the game. And she swore, she swore she would never go to another Oklahoma State OU Bedlam game ever. And she didn't. <laughs> That's crazy. She couldn't, she couldn't deal with it. She couldn't Man. deal with it. She was the nut. She was the crazy person. She was, she was the football idiot in our family. Right. She was the football idiot in our family. And she would have that game last year, she would have just been beside herself. She thought 2011 was the greatest thing ever. I mean, that was, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we, I would have done the same thing. It? I didn't do this. I didn't go. I had the opportunity to go to the, uh, the Bedlam last year. I didn't. It was like um, two. There's too much anxiety. You always gotta go, man. Always. Hey, I got a question. I went to the one. No, no. I went to the one in 2020. It sucked. Well, yeah, but still. Well, it's Ian, still... I, Jacob and Ian. Jacob and Ian. Right. Mm -hmm. So, how many bedlams have you witnessed in person where Oklahoma State won? Okay, Ian zero zero, zero. Jacob. In person, you were at the game. Uh, one. And that was? Uh, 20, uh, 2002. 14. Oh, 20. Oh, my God. Adrian oh my Peterson. God. When, yeah. John was, Woods is still open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was the year we also beat A&M and Nebraska for the first time in like 40 yeah. years. I I oh was on the field like we that's back when you could actually like you know rush the field and pull down the goalposts you know so so Ian this is your mission you've got to gut it out and go to enough bedlams 
that you get to witness it because I have been an Oklahoma State football fan since 1971. 1971, dude. I have witnessed one in person. I've got a semi. I got a. I got a semi that I can toss out there. No, there's no semi. What okay. the hell are you talking about? Okay, so uh, it was 2001. You know the 16-13 game. Were you there? Uh, we were actually driving by the no, stadium in no, Norman with no, the cow. No, no. Like, like I said, that's... <laughs> no, no. No, no, that's like Ian has gone off camera because that is an abomination. I said I could, I could kind of throw something out there. I wasn't no. saying it was a good something. No, I just said I no. something. no, that's a no. Negatory, that's a no. You're lucky my wife's already in bed, or she'd be down here busting my balls because Serena weren't. She's already in bed, eight stories above me in our condo. So, wow. So our prediction, wait, so let's just get this down. Let's get this down. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. The predictions, okay? Jacob says we beat Central Michigan by 5,342 points. <laughs> no, I say take the, I say take uh, Central Michigan and the points, but OSU will win the game. OSU's going to win. Ian? Uh Oklahoma State 27-20. I'm I'm gonna go with my picks from Joe's. I just I don't know. <laughs> Central I'm, Michigan he, by a field goal. <laughs> I'm telling no, Central Michigan by an illegal play. <laughs> I, don't I, put I, that I, bad juju on us. Don't I put just, that bad I'm, juju. I'm telling you, I, I'm calling it right now. First play of the second quarter. Spencer Sanders is gonna is gonna gonna freaking injure a toenail, and and the Central Michigan QB is gonna turn out to be the next freaking Blake Bortles of the NFL, and that Gundy will talk about they have an NFL QB, and I just I think this is gonna be like a 24-21. 27 24 our sphincters are going to tighten up and we're all we're all going to break the TVs <laughs> at 9:34 on Saturday night eastern time Thursday night tomorrow Thursday night Thursday night sorry Thursday night and I'm I and I hope I'm wrong I want everybody who's listening to this to pile on my ass when Oklahoma State wins like 52 to 12. Okay. Feel free to feel free to pile on my my old broken down Oklahoma State can't stand prosperity ass. Okay. Go ahead. I'm here. I'll take it. Jacob will put the hat on. Ian's going to fade into this dark night and show up whenever we flash the bat signal. That's it. (laughs) 
And with that, ladies and gents, I think it's a good time to uh, close this out. Thank Are you, you. going to be able to clip it? Are you going to be able to clip it that well? Or is this going to be a freaking five-hour, 20-minute, and three-second podcast? I don't edit. Are you kidding me? <laughs>